My name is Matthew Becker. As the owner of a fitness facility and an attorney, I have a lot of things that I need to get done in a day. I've spent the last few years developing strategies that allow me to constantly move forward while also living the best life that I can live. On this podcast, I share those strategies with you along with other thoughts and ideas that allow you to live your best life through the concept of the aggregation of marginal gains. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the stronger revolution i'm matthew becker here this month with our athlete of the month for february 2022 Kristen perry hi everybody how are you this morning Kristen? doing very well thank you it's a sunday morning mid-morning it is not too early it is what time did you get up this morning uh six six that's not yeah. bad that's about what time i got up yeah weekdays yeah. i wake up at 5 30 but on the weekends i sleep in until six. <laughs> And like you tell people that and they're like, oh, that's not much. And like, no, seriously, like that half hour means it means a lot, a lot. Seeing six o'clock instead of five o'clock on the alarm in the morning. Yeah, it's a big difference. <laughs> Full disclosure, we have Billy Goat here today, too. You want to say hi, Billy Goat? I promise he just looked up. No, nope. I think that's a hi. <laughs> <laughs> no tail wag either. No, not this time. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Kristen, thank you for coming in on Sunday morning. To yeah, me. thank you for having me. Um, Tell me, let's start in about you. Where are you from originally? So, I don't remember your interview online. I, I failed to do my research before <laughs> sitting down here today. So I'm from Cranberry Township originally, uh, just north, 20 minutes north of Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm going to Cranberry after this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got to go to Costco. Okay. Yeah, my every two-week trip to Costco. Yeah, I, choosing a Sunday morning, that's a dangerous one. Nah, but... It's usually Saturday <laughs> or Sunday. I, I know where it is. I've gone enough times. I have my list. Yes. I know where everything is. So I just head down. I bolt through. If I could run and not look funny, I would, I would yeah. run through Costco. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's almost a sport trying to weave those carts through those <laughs> yes, aisles. Yes, it like, is. They're extra it's big. It's a sport. <laughs> <laughs> so you grew up in Cranberry. And then when did you come down to Pittsburgh? Um, I actually just came down to Pittsburgh last May, May 2021. And then had reached out to you actually before that. Mm-hmm. Before I even made the move, I was... Uh, asking about the gym just because I saw how close it was oh, to where I live. I don't know if I knew that. So, so you were one of those people that like reach out and they're like, I'm moving to Pittsburgh in the six months that I'm doing my CrossFit gym yeah. review now. Yeah. I'm like, great, call me back in six months. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> that was me. Hilarious. And you actually, okay, this actually does start to ring a bell now. And then you came. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And what brought you down to Pittsburgh? Uh, just interested in living in a bit of a younger, more active place for a bit. So I was from Cranberry, went to Ohio for about six years for college and grad school, and then migrated back over to Pittsburgh um, and was working for a company that's based in Cranberry now and wanted to not live where I work. So I wanted to just kind of get out of that area and found a cool spot here on the north side and looked at gyms and this was exactly a mile away. So (laughs) super easy commute for me at six in the morning. You run here, right? No, uh, no, no not a runner. <laughs> it's just a mile. Where did you go to school in Ohio? I went to Kent State University. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which most that. people hear Kent and hear Penn, and they're like, oh, excited. And I'm oh, like, no, yeah. No. Like Ivy League. Ooh. Yeah, I'm like, no, no. no, no Kent, Kent State. 
Was that undergrad and grad school? It was. What's your grad school degree in? Um, I got a dual master's in communications and then a ma uh, master's of business administration, so an MBA. Okay, I mean, that's impressive. I mean, you have an MBA. That's cool. But so you mastered in the ability to talk. I mastered the science of communicating. The science of talking. Yes. <laughs> the science of communicating. So that's, it's all part of it's, um, does relate to how to speak to people, how yeah. to communicate with them, how to get messages across well, and how to persuade people is, is a big part of that as well. Sure. So yeah. that's yeah. All. I, I know there's more to communication. Yeah. I just, that's I, anytime somebody's like, I mastered in communication. I was like, cool, you well, learned how to talk. I <laughs> also have an undergrad in communications and two minors in communications as well. How so. did you get a minor in communication if you majored in communication? Well, I majored in public, but minored in interpersonal and global. Wow. So there's a whole... Wow, you facet. really love to talk. I love I love to help other people talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, before we were recording here, you you indicated that you actually still use your communications degree as opposed to what you said. Other people go into recruitment. Yeah, there's a lot of people who go into communications because it's their it's what they like the best and perhaps are the best at, but it's not necessarily for a specific career path for them. Okay. Um, whereas I stayed in, I'm, I work in corporate communications for MSA safety, which is headquartered in Cranberry township. Um, it's the global leader in safety equipment. So the firefighters who also work out here at industrial mm -hmm. athletics wear MSA gear when they go into fires. Thanks for the name um, drop, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> I told you, I do Showing this communication <laughs> skills. Yeah. So I do still use all of, all of what I've learned of communications in my, in my day-to-day -day job as well okay so what you said also before we start recording that you are a producer at work mm -hmm. i don't know why i don't know this. what does a producer actually do because every time i listen to a podcast at the end they're like and our producer blah 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 blah. right i have a podcast maybe it's because i don't have a producer that my podcast gets listened to by like four people <laughs> but what what does a producer actually do yeah so in in this might be different in a company corporate setting than it is okay. in a traditional podcast setting but if we're doing a podcast or a video interview or anything like that i'm preparing the talent who will be on mic and on camera um preparing the direction that the conversation will go so that they're aware and they have everything they need to to answer the questions and do their interview efficiently and then um editing with our company that films and records so I'll be the one to go through, make all the edits that we need, make sure messages can't be spliced so that they're uh, telling the wrong story. Uh, so okay. all those kind of all those different lenses of of reviewing the content to make sure that we're covered, getting the right information across and doing so with the person who's answering the questions, looking uh, respectable, looking knowledgeable and mm -hmm. and keeping kind of the integrity of what they're talking about in play. Yeah. OK. That's a fantastic answer. Thank you. Thank you. I, that makes so much more sense now. Okay. I just never really understood what one would do as like the, the actual nitty gritty day to day of a producer. Yeah. So. so at least that's what it is in corporate communications for me specifically. Okay. But, yeah. I'll assume that's what everybody does in, in producing then. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, but that's not your only gig. You have a side hustle. I do. What's the side hustle? So I have always loved photography and capturing moments for people. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do photography on the side. It started with sports. 
So if we ever need that here in industrial athletics as well, I'm happy to make you dust note. off those skills. Yep, the Open starts um, next week. Yeah. Wait, are you participating in the Open? I am. You're on a team? I am on a team. Which team are you on? Uh, I'm on Kayla's team, Okay. and we are called IDGF Fitness. IDGF Fitness. What is that? What is it? I don't give a fitness. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't <laughs> yeah. say it, because then i got to put the yeah. explicit label on the, <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. All right, anyway, back to that. Um, you're not photographing athletes. Well, you may, but that's not the primary game. Right. You're not out photographing bees and birds. Right. Although that's kind of funny that I went right to the birds. It and is. Bees, so. It is. <laughs> what a good segue. So yeah, segue. You do what? Do you photograph? Yeah. So I've I've run the gamut. I've done weddings. I've done engagements. I've been the person hiding in a bush uh, to shoot an engagement that happened three hours later than it was supposed yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. Oh um, no. And where I landed is that I am incredibly passionate about shooting boudoir photography. Okay. For anybody, it's women, it's men, it's couples, it's um, anybody who identifies as absolutely anything yeah. that, that wants to see themselves in a different lens and build their self-confidence, um, that's my passion with photography. So people don't have to stop the podcast and go Google boudoir photography and then come back to the podcast. Explain to us what that is. Sure, please. sure. So uh, boudoir photography is it's a more instrument style of photography, and it's... Um, it's shooting for people who perhaps may be wearing lingerie, perhaps may just be in an outfit that makes them feel confident, but it's using that person as kind of an art, an art, mm-hmm. a piece of art, so to speak. So it's mm-hmm. posing that person, making them look, um, whether they want to look sensual, whether they want to look strong, whether they want to look confident, it's getting to know that person to a degree to help them come across in the way that they want to. Um, and my absolute favorite moment in any session doing this is to show the person a photo of them on the camera. So it's not edited, which I personally don't believe in over editing photos. I'm not changing anybody's body shape or size or style or anything like that in, in editing these photos, but showing them an unedited version of themselves on the camera lens so that they can see, wow, my body just did that. Mm -hmm. And seeing that switch go off in their brain of like I can do this this is about to be fun this is this is for me and the feeling I'm gonna get out of it like that's the the high that I get every time I get to to shoot someone yeah awesome that's so cool so how did you get into like you said you you started in like athletes Mm -hmm. and then how does that transition into boudoir photography so I as I said, kind of ran the gamut of I tried, I shot most anything, Mm -hmm. um, uh, weddings, engagements, senior pictures, athletes in, in, in games. Um, and what I really liked about the real time in games was that it was a, it was a moment. It was a real, a real thing that was happening and Mm -hmm. catching someone in action was, was great. I didn't enjoy the posed things quite as much, but I did enjoy the, emotion behind a wedding or an engagement or something like that where this is a massive life event for this person yeah so i combined the pieces that i liked of at like people in action emotion and and a meaning behind something and boudoir is kind of where that landed and the reason i got into it i can thank one of my best friends for getting me into it because she asked me if i would be willing to try it with her yeah so of course if i'm trying something i'm doing all the research in the world i'm taking courses in it i'm 
I'm going to do what I can okay. to prepare myself as best as possible. And that was my first experience with it a few years ago, and I absolutely loved it. So okay. really kind of put the rest of it aside. And if someone if someone I'm close to asks me to do one of the other styles of photography for them for something, I certainly still will. Um, but this is the area that I'm really interested in. And this isn't just a coy way of saying pornography. Not at all. We're, we're very, very different Entirely intentions, different. very different types of photographs. Yeah, they're... they're Still photographs that are honestly viewing that person as an art form. There are people mm -hmm. who do this for themselves quarterly each year um, just to build their confidence back up. They they have a um, they keep the art for themselves. They keep their photographs for themselves. So it's it's not only for people to do for their partner before their wedding day. And it's mm -hmm. not and it's nothing more explicit than than that either so okay. it's, it's really just a way for someone to have an experience that results in a great photo of them and results in in a product so to speak that they can cherish and look back on and be like yeah i did that um but it's really about that experience of seeing yourself in a new light understanding your body more and your mind more mm -hmm. and and coming away from it being confident because they look good. Yeah. Like anybody, any size, any shape, any any person can have an amazing experience with, with a boudoir session. And I always thought of boudoir as being more of, <clears throat> I'm doing this like as a gift to my partner. Right. Right. So tasteful, intimate photographs that I can give my partner that they could store away or whatever. Right. But in talking to you, it almost sounds like maybe more or at least... Um, equal amount of time it's actually for the individual yeah. who's getting the, photo the, the photographs just to be able to view themselves in a very confident I, I, I keep wanting to go back to sexy but that then makes it sound like trashy or pornography right. that's not what it is right. but there is that sort of confidence within your body and sexiness yeah. and intimacy and, and it's it's just connecting to yourself more and i okay. be, i believe the, better way the, of saying it the more connected you feel to yourself mentally physically emotionally yeah. spiritually the more confident you'll be and this is one avenue to tap into that confidence so so how do i reach out to you so right now i people can reach out to me at Kristen perry on instagram okay um and i'm building a website and building an Instagram for this as well and such. So, um, right now at Kristen Perry. Okay. And so then I reach out to you and I say, Hey, I want photos. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there, where do we meet? Do I come to you? Do you come to me? Yeah. So we would then have a conversation to ensure that I would be the right fit for that customer. Cause they're okay. just to ensure they, they understand what sessions look like, make sure they're comfortable, make sure that everything that they're looking for aligns with what I'm able to provide. Mm -hmm. um, and then that would be up to them if they have, an, if they love their home or they have an area of their home that they love and are comfortable in, I will travel to them. Um, the beauty of this type of photography is you use natural light, so you don't need a massive okay. setup of yep. camera, like, uh, flash and all these things sitting around the person so it can still feel like a really natural environment for them yeah no matter if it's with them or with a location that I provide um, it's it still can feel it doesn't have to feel really sterile and intense and like oh I'm in front of six different light setups and right it's all, all on me yeah yeah it's it's a it's a much more natural feeling process than that okay 
You said you, you put on music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll put on music. People, in, in certain situations, people can bring one person with them, like a best friend or something, if they're ner that nervous yeah, and, okay. want, and want some, some support from someone that they know. But my goal is I, I like to explain the process, let people know what to expect, um, how me being at different angles from them provides different styles of lighting that mm -hmm. can, can impact the mood of the shot. Um, and then we sit down at the end and after the editing, which is truly only light editing, um, meaning like the, the actual light on the photo, okay. or if, they're, if they have a bruise that is not normally a part of their body, no, yeah, I will yeah, be yeah. happy to remove the bruise, yeah. um, but it's not changing their body shape or style or anything. Okay. You can do all of that through the angles and the lighting of the photos. Okay. Um, and then we'll sit down at the end and I'll show them their gallery of photos and that's that's kind of the second emotional spot where people mm -hmm. are originally are like, oh, I can do this after they see a picture on the camera. Mm -hmm. And then when they see the actual photos on a big screen and like get to run through them and see which ones they might be interested in, that's another typically emotional spot for people. Um, yeah. And then they'll select what they want in a book or if they want framed uh, like portrait size photos or something, um, then we'll go through that process and get things ordered for them. Okay. Well, thanks for running through that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that sounds so cool. Um, oh, one other question that I had then is, is like, <coughs> excuse me, when you're there, does it tend to be more, you, is it posing? I guess it is. It is. But are you posing the person nine, nine times out of 10 for the picture or do you kind of let the person free flow? So I will direct the person into poses, okay. but they're only ones that will look natural for that person if that makes sense so yeah. i'll start most i'll start the same way most times for people um just to see what types of poses make sense for for them that they feel comfortable in because i could put someone in a pose that they're then wildly uncomfortable in and that's going to show in their face yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah they're yeah. not going to look confident in that in that moment so i will um i'll guide people through the poses they do not have to be informed on okay how they want how they want to pose they're certainly welcome to provide inspiration if they have it and we can work through that but typically once people get more comfortable partway through a session they'll then start to take some liberties and yeah. start to be like oh i think i want to try this and then we'll we'll just run through it and um we'll pick the best because i'm trying to imagine myself doing this and I, I would have no idea right i would just show up and be like tell me what right. to do <laughs> like, right. I'm, I'm here yeah which that that's part of the kind of pre-shoot introduction that I do is just part of that explanation of how the light works with the person, mm -hmm. how different shapes and poses will emote different things. So we'll, at the end of the day, if your goal was to look confident in the photos, that guides me toward what types of poses to put you in, okay. as opposed to if you wanted to look more intimate or more sensual or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it, it just depends on the person's goal. Which sometimes their goal coming in is, well, I just wanted the book to give to my partner yeah. the day, on our wedding day. Yeah, yeah. But then 99% of the time, once we start having those conversations of what they want out of it, that kind of, the book becomes the byproduct of an experience that they get to have. Yeah. Man, this, I, I'm now so much more interested in this. Anyway, we're going to go back to fitness. <laughs> yes, back to fitness. <laughs> Thank you, though, for sharing all of that. Sure. That's, that's so interesting. Sure. I may have some more follow-up questions off mic. Gotcha. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so back to fitness. 
You've been here a little bit over a year? A little under a year. A little under a year? Okay. I started last okay. July. With okay, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. With my right, introductory... Uh, the No Sweat 12, intro, sitting do, down. Yeah, you did yeah. You did 12 sessions. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite having previous CrossFit experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, had done CrossFit at a gym while I was out in Ohio for school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed the atmosphere and the group the group mentality and how close that community was, but it wasn't, I didn't receive all of the training that I think I should have. And especially now being almost a year in here, I mean, over a year, over six months in here, Mm -hmm. still weekly finding something new to improve on can confirm that I did not (laughs) receive all of the, all of the um, proper training necessarily. And also didn't know to ask for it. So I had a good enough experience, and I'm thankful that I didn't do anything to hurt myself or anything. Right. Um, but I had a good enough experience to know this is what I want to do. This just might not be the place I want to do it, which is why prior to moving to the city, I was so excited to start researching places. <laughs> <laughs> How I ended up calling you two months before I even yeah. moved here yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then came in in July for the intro and started from there. And since then... You've been in our hybrid program. I have. So each month you do four private training sessions, one a week mm-hmm. with a coach, two classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, you're not doing diet on top. No. No, I didn't think not so. Not yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay. And so you've been in those private training sessions. Why, what, what have you gained? Why continue in the, in the privates post those initial 12? Sure. I absolutely love the private sessions and I should... I'll start by saying that in the group classes, I still get one-on-one attention every single time. I still get personal corrections or Mm -hmm. recommendations or reminders for every movement in class. So if I wanted to do that, I certainly could and would feel comfortable that I wouldn't injure myself. But I have obviously a whole hour to myself every week of going through the movements that I'm either less confident in or want to get stronger at. And really building a program that's designed for my goals. Yeah. So prior to coming here, I have could never do a push-up on the ground. Right. Really want, really want to be able to do that. You got to be super close. I'm, I'm very close now. I mean, I, I catch you out of the corner of my eye every once in a while. And you're like busting out 20-inch box push-ups. Yeah. Um, yeah, and good. squatting hips have gotten looser yes better. okay that was that was my other my two goals coming in were push-ups and to just be able to do a, a traditionally stanced squat which to me feels like the narrowest thing in the world <laughs> um because i'm coming from a dance background yeah uh, which i'm learning through all of my private sessions is an entirely different range of motion mm-hmm. than you would do in a crossfit workout so mm-hmm. that's that is part of my root cause for a lot of the things that I haven't been able to do efficiently yet, including the most recent thing is lifting the bar to shoulder or overhead, any type of power clean or anything like that. Um, newest revelation is that I lift with my calves and then muscle right. the bars up with my arms, which is <laughs> no why <hips>. I'm not, <laughs> no hips at all, which is why I'm not lifting as much weight as we know I can. Yeah. So now I'm working, I went straight back to basics and I'm working through trying to figure out the least comfortable movement I've ever done, but it's getting more comfortable each time. So, and these are all things you've discovered working with Leslie yes. Monday morning. Yes. 
yeah, yeah. Monday morning at 6.15 is my time to figure out yep. how to do these things better because I am so incredibly determined to and I know that I have the strength to to lift more and to do better and to just be so efficient with movement and and moving weight mm-hmm. um, that I'm very determined to do it. And when you do figure something out, it feels so good. Yeah, <laughs> it feels so good. The first... The, the, do- the dopamine of like... <gasps> I did this. Right. The, the first squat that I did in a normal stance, keeping my heels down and my knees out and my back straight and like using, moving with your, your butt first to send it back. Mm-hmm. The first one that I did right, I was like, that felt right. And she was like, that was right. Yeah. And we <laughs> celebrated and it was, it's just, it's so, it's so gratifying to get cool. to that point. And the, the private class once a week is really helping me to, to get there and get there faster. So what's on tap for 2022? Uh, grip strength. Grip strength. <laughs> okay. Grip strength is the big, continuing with the push-ups, and yep. now I think I've replaced the challenge with the squats with the challenge with not using my hips in, in cleans and such. Okay. Um, but adding grip strength is definitely the the next the next big one, and understanding how and when to push myself further in class. Mm-hmm. Jen, Jen is the best at that for me. If I'm in one of her classes, she's like, I want you to try this for half of them or something so that I yeah. can push myself a little bit more. Um, but she, she has honed in on that. I, I might not be confident enough or not think to, to change something. And mm-hmm. she'll really, she'll really push that for me. Good. That's one of the biggest benefits I think as a, as a trainer, aside from movement quality and, and, you know, getting to help people with like adding muscle to their frame or other things right. like that in the privates is that you can get into the regular class you can do it every day and at times you can kind of hide as one amongst the eight and and you don't always push as hard as possible but in a private training session you you are it right, right. you you and the coach the coach yeah. is sitting there watching everything that you do right and i become so familiar with my private training clients that I know when you're just sort of standing there taking the extra breaths that you don't need. Right. And right. it's great that you that we have coaches, Jen and, and Richard and, and Kayla and the other coaches who, when they catch it in the regular class, will push. Absolutely. Right. But it, I, I think that for somebody who is trying to take their fitness to the next level, that's where the secret of the private training comes in. It Because now does. you have that one coach who is watching you and... and can take you out of that comfort zone and push you into the next right. level. Yeah, from from my twelve intro classes with you, the to just learn the basics of the movement. Yep. Um, from the very first one, I could tell how focused you were on every single aspect of each movement that you knew to look for. That I was doing ninety percent of them incorrectly, <laughs> but I was like, I'm I'm in the right place to learn this, learn this well, and then carry these skills with me my entire life Mm -hmm. and as long as i'm in pittsburgh that'll be here at industrial athletics Uh, but i just it's such a community the coaches care working with you and then working with leslie one-on-one i know i'm in the right hands to safely just get strong safely just improve my strength and improve my physical abilities and feel so confident in that and it is such a mental game with the style of workout that Leslie will put something on the app and I'll check it on Sunday nights. Like I would tonight, I will get the email tonight. I'll get the email of what my private is. Most of the time I laugh and then I'm like, okay. And then I come in and do it. And I'm like the, the mental strength and integrity that I'm building in my own mind Mm -hmm. of like, Mm -hmm. I say I'm going to do this. 
I'm going to do it. I've never canceled a private. I've never canceled a class. And I show up and put in my effort. And that mentality alone feels really powerful yeah. and, and improves everywhere in my life. I say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it's not a question. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah, of That's course. so wonderful. My day has been made. Oh, good. Thank you. My Sunday's over. Billy Goat? <laughs> is your day, your day made? If you heard the scratching sound, that was Billy Goat <laughs> contributing in the background there as he scratched himself. But um, I, I really appreciate you saying all that, Kristen. Thank you so much. That was so wonderful to hear. I mean, that is why we're here. That is what we do. Yeah. So it's so nice to hear it being translated back to me. Yeah. On top somebody. of getting to have class with some great people. Yeah. Um, I personally am a, a morning 615 yep. person. And the a lot of the same people show up each class. So even if I'm in my private, I get to see some friends and say hi to them if I'm in class with them. Um, it, it really is a, a community of good people who are not judging you. They're mm -hmm. not... They're not looking to see what you're doing and trying to one-up you. Everyone's just doing their workout together. And at the end, you give a fist bump or you high-five or you hug some of your friends and yep. you, you go on your way. But you know that you started your day with a community of people that are all there for the same reason and supporting you yeah. through your workout, too. So cool. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank you, I should say. Yeah, hey, you're welcome. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll end it there. Great. That's, that's a perfect note. So go enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Enjoy the you symphony. Too. Enjoy this afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, two thirty yeah. this afternoon. Just realized it's Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Not, yeah, not yeah. a big impact to my. No, actually, parking should day. be pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be watching the Super Bowl. I think my dad told me to remind me the Puppy Bowl is on tonight. Oh, I'd so watch that. <laughs> maybe I'll try to catch the Puppy Bowl. Right. Anyway, thank you, Kristen, for coming on a Sunday. Thank you for sharing everything that you shared. All that is so wonderful, uh, guys. If you have any questions. Feel free to reach out to Kristen through Instagram at Kristen Perry, especially mm -hmm. about her photography. Uh, we'll be back next month with our Athlete of the Month from March 2022. Otherwise, guys, thank you all as always for listening and have a wonderful day. Have a nice day.